but yeah, he's now also not good at babysitting and texting. I've found, hang on. Th- according to SP, things that Tim Payne is shit at. One, cricket. Two, captaincy. Three, babysitting. Four, sledging. And five, texting. <laughs> In that order. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. Salient uh, points to remember is that Tim Payne got Ashwin to the Gabba and then that was la- Tim Payne's last test. Uh, his career is over, etc., etc. We can now. Now I think all the jokes are tired. Yeah. Uh, moving on. So Alex Carey anyway came in as wicketkeeper. Pat Cummins was uh, given the captaincy for the uh, on a permanent job, and then um, in a stroke of hilarious hilarity, um, everything that happened in Sandpaper Gate has been pretty much reversed today. Uh, with... Yes, they named they named Steve Smith vice captain, and then Pat Cummins is missing the second test because of uh, being a close contact of uh, of someone who's tested positive for COVID. So therefore, Steve Smith is captain. So Steve Smith is captain and everything that happened in the preceding three years and all of the elite cultural reviews and elite... They even have an integrity unit for what joy, what knows. Um, but whatever, elite integrity out the window, Steve Smith is back as captain. Um <laughs> In on the cricketing front, uh, in case anyone expected England to actually have a shot in this Ashes series, guess again, um, because they got absolutely pasted in the first test, um, and they're getting pasted again. Pasted in the second one as well, despite having we saved, uh, despite having, and this is this is English cricket for you. No, no, we are going to manage our bowlers' workloads, and we'll save all our seam and swing bowlers for the second test. Yeah, because Australia, it's a big test. 220 foot two its stumps on day one. Um, and that is despite um, everyone getting a few nicks, but England just being so shit at test cricket that yeah. Australia in this, Josh Butler has dropped, what, two catches today? Yeah, two and the second one was a sitter. Absolute sitter for a wicketkeeper. He should have swallowed it whole. Anyway, um, they were England went to the Gabba, got knocked over for 147 in the in the first inning, uh, or after electing to bat on a green top. Um, and um, anyway, the one nil down and staring down the barrel of 450, 500, and then they're probably going to get rolled over by Michael Lisa and Jai Richardson. I don't yeah. I think Stark is the only frontline quick they're playing. Yeah, because uh, Josh Hazelwood has a side strain coming, as we mentioned, as that COVID close contact. Um, yeah, England rested Anderson and Broad for the first test, brought them back for the pink ball test. Not hasn't really paid off yet, though. They, I mean, they've kept the run rate down. I guess uh, that that's the one good thing you can say. Um, Maybe, whatever. Um, <laughs> so basically, everything we have said about the Ashes has come true in the first two test matches. We should, yeah, just to get it on record, uh, SP predicted 3-1, I predicted 4-0 to Australia. I get the feeling both of us have been a little too kind to England because it could very easily be 5-0. I think it might it could very easily be 5-zip. Um, but it's, if you're English and you're watching this, boys, you guys are in for some long nights. <laughs> um, anyway, that's basically the roundup, isn't it? Is there anything you want to add? Oh, right, of course. Um, there is BBL action on in case anyone wants to watch that. <laughs> uh, and there's the Lanka Premier League. So there is some T20 on in case anyone still hasn't had enough T20 cricket this year. Um, yeah. 
but anyway that's basically our roundup i'm just going to swap it over to him in case he has something to add no i think there there are some things i would have included the roundup but they'll come up in our india talk anyway so yeah fair enough so the main update from the india thing is that um, we now have a limited overs captain who is the same instead of virat kohli just quitting um t20i captaincy and staying as odi captain no 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 bcci side no no fuck you tata bye bye you are going to be uh, only test captain now we think that if you're captaining two limited overs teams it's too much captaincy he was captain in all three <laughs> formats how that works fuck me so just to give a quick rundown in the after the india england series ended you know prematurely there was suddenly the a lot of talk started happening sort of behind the scenes rumors um of of kohli possibly having tiffs with people in the bcci or being removed or whatever uh then on his own kohli announced that the t20 world cup would be his last assignment as t20 captain for india um he also resigned from captaincy of rcb but that's inconsequential um they're not winning anything anyway so it's fine yeah the yeah exactly um at the time i don't know it kind of seemed like he he may have been uh he may have jumped before getting pushed i think the more we read into it and the more developments that have happened it, it seems even more like that the latest thing is kohli himself had his had a had a press conference yesterday ahead of the team uh, the ahead of the india south africa series where he's been talking about all of the speculation that's been going on um the bcci's communication has just been really really lacking as i think is. yeah exactly um it's ironic given who the head of the bcci is at the moment and we'll get into this but the point is um so when they announced that kohli would also not be odi captain it wasn't just being removed from t20i captaincy as is the new way with the bcci which has been going on for like i don't know 5 6 years possibly longer there was no press conference they used to, if people remember back in the day they used to be press conferences announcing the team selectors used to do this uh, ahead of tours or ahead of any big series now there was just a one line at a press release saying ki rohit sharma is the odi captain um yeah, virat kohli is no longer odi captain either, either and then saurav ganguly tried explaining this by saying that uh one we want only one white ball captain we don't want a t20 captain and an odi captain separately white ball captain should be uh the same i guess even someone understand the logic there but you know logic kind of loses its its value in this setup when 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 all of the other illogical things are happening more crucially saurav ganguly said that he asked asked kohli to Lord, you know, what what do you mean by lot the bcci what get... logic exactly exactly so um ganguly claimed at the time that he asked kohli not to step down from t20 captaincy in kohli's press conference he met, he said that look i went and told them I, I, that i didn't want to be t20 captain anymore even i mean you know there's been crazy workloads uh and and what not so i think he must be feeling a little burnt out he might have felt the pressure to resign anyway and but he claimed that no this i was never asked not to leave the captaincy i just told them that i'm leaving and that was the end of the discussion then ahead of the selection for the south africa series um he the, you know the selectors told him he wouldn't be odi captain and he said fine okay cool whatever he, i'm sure he was disappointed but he's, he said that he was informed in that selection meeting that he wouldn't be captain um that's the rundown of what happened i think blow in terms of blow by blow facts the problem is that there's been 
lots of speculation and rumors flying about that the BCCI has done nothing to address and their own lack of communication in terms of just not managing the speculation and never getting out in front and like having someone front up and say exactly what happened has created to a really bad climate around the Indian team at the moment. It's funny though because, look, I mean, Rohit Krishadma and Virat Kohli have been, what, teammates basically since they started their careers. Yeah. Um, so I don't see it causing any issue between them. Yes, and Kohli was very clear to make, like, very, very, like, he made this point very clearly. He's like, there's no, I've said this so many times, there's no rift between me and Rohit Sharma. We communicate well, we're great, we're, we get along well as teammates. There's no, nothing there. And of course, this is the Twitter era. You have factions and fanboys of each side. So it all, it ends up getting ugly in the fans side of things. But within the team, apparently it is not there. There's also, the other, the other fact of the matter is, this has come on the back of Kohli making some comments about Islamophobia in India. Yeah. And, and after India lost the match to Pakistan at the World Cup, that's a World Cup. Yeah, Mohammed Shami got uh, got a lot of abuse on on social media, and then Kohli came out and spoke very strongly against that. Of course, this is the modern India where we can't talk uh, about Islamophobia. We, it's like you know, it's no it's because taboo. you know I mean, we can't do that. And also remember, the BCCI is run by the the son of the Home Minister of the country. So you know, yes, exactly. So we're not. Um, we're just speculating here, but but it, it reeks it reeks a bit of it. Yeah, that that angle definitely. I mean, I will say it is definitely speculation, but there is like given given how forceful Kohli is in as a public persona when he say, says anything. And let's make it clear, it's not like Kohli's come out and started talking about the BJP and and like he said anything political. He just said there's no space for abuse. We don't do that on our, like within our team. We're supporting him. We there's no and and he said something about that being the lowest of the low. In terms of people who do that kind of abuse, um, uh, you know, it, it's not really shouldn't in any angle be a sackable offense. But like you said, Amit Shah's son is a, is BCCI. What what is Jaisha's official title? Sec- secretary? secretary, secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So so there so there's there could be a link there, um, but we should say that the whole like this started from before that because. Because the T20 captaincy issue came up before that and and, uh, the rumours that started uh, coming out after the England series was all before that match. Okay, let's be honest. Let's let's first get one point out the way. Neither me nor him actually oppose the changing of the captaincy. Yeah, I I mean, T20 especially. I feel like Rohit Sharma has been a better limited overs captain, at least in, in the IPL format. We've seen him. I mean, arguably Mumbai have also consistently had a better team than RCB, but Rocham has gotten a lot of praise as captain for, for the way he's led that team. And of course, they're the most successful team in the IPL a lot. And most of that has come under Cap- uh, Rocham as captain. Um, I think wh- when the World Cup rolled around, Kohli probably wanted to sign off with, uh, with the win. Obviously, that didn't happen. We got knocked out in the group stages, adding uh, more to... Um, to Rohit Sharma's case. I think from an ODI standpoint, I don't know. I, I don't know if that move was necessary. I also don't under, like this idea that you can only have one limited overs captain, no, I'm not no, entirely no, no. sure about. No, so what my point, what I was trying to say was that we're not okay, it, it may not, especially the ODI one, may not have been necessary but from a cricketing standpoint, it does make sense. See, the thing is Kohli's captaincy is being judged on 
results, which, you know, this is, this is a results business. You just, you do judge things on results. That's fine. But in both formats and really in all three formats under Kohli's leadership, India has been one of the best, most consistent sides in the world. Um, they've had two freak days, I guess, in, in the, the, in the ODI world cup semifinal, you know, playing against New Zealand, it's, it was just one of those well, bad days at the office. Three, yeah. free, three freak days because I uh, remember that game lasted two days. <laughs> Don't forget that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's just, so India have been really consistent. They just haven't won a tournament. And the point is that they've, they've come a cropper against, on, on they basically had bad days against Pakistan at the 2017, you know, Champions Trophy final, the 29, the, against New Zealand at the 2019 World Cup semi-final. And then, of course, you know, the T20 World Cup happened, probably bad days at the office against both Pakistan and New Zealand. Uh, in the group stages. But overall, they've been a really, really good side uh, uh, under Kohli. No, no, no. Nobody's denying that. But, but, but the, the point we're trying to make is, yeah, okay, fine. He didn't win uh, a, a world title. And the thing is, Kohli does, especially in the last two or three years, has focused specifically more, way more on test cricket. Um, yeah. If you notice all of the breaks he's taken, other than the one, obviously, where he came back um, mid-tour of Australia. During the uh, Australia tour. Yeah. Uh, other than that, all board. of the, yeah, that, that you can sort of look at as uh, as an outlier, but all of the other breaks that he's taken have been basically based around limited o- him missing limited overs games. Now T Twenty yeah. internationals anyway are not, you know, they really don't matter that much outside of the World T Twenty. So you're you're well equipped to miss those. That's fine. Um, so you could see that that there was a bit of a shift happening, and Rohit Sharma has pretty much been, except for the last sort of two or three years. Um, where he sort of suddenly had this renaissance at the top of the order in Test cricket. Um, not even the last two or three years, I just say the last two years. Um, he's been possibly the best sort of, and, and he has led in limited overs cricket. Remember, he led us to an Asia Cup win um, a few years ago. So uh, you have to look at it and say, yeah, okay, fine. Rochama's track record is, a, is, is good. He's the most ideal candidate to go straight up into the captain. He's been vice captain for, for donkey's years now. And yeah. Again, like I said, from a cricketing perspective, yeah, maybe you need a bit of refreshing. It makes sense. I'm not saying it. It, um, you know, it's it's the ideal situation, but it makes sense to me. Yeah. Maybe you just need a fresh start. Yeah. We would have liked it before the at the end of the World Cup in 2023, but hey, it's not the worst time to do it right now. Yeah. The, that that was the natural cycle, but also I guess the point must have been that because we are effectively missing out on winning tournaments and there are two let's not forget there's another t20 world cup in less than a year so uh so we've got that plus the odi world cup at home in 2023 there, there are two major trophies that india can win and i think if if you're in is effectively saying that we need to change captaincy because our current captain isn't winning trophies let's make the change now which is fair that's fine so way it's handled whole other story yeah total i mean just this has been a problem and honestly Kohli has had a part of his own to play in this. You know, in the Kohli Shastri era, there was a, there's been a lot of combativeness with the media. Um, a lot of it is also honestly media induced in a way because the Indian cricket media at times can just take a tiny little bit of speculation and just run miles with it. Um, and, and I think Kohli has gotten very insulated. You know, even honestly, even Dhoni was like that. He used to be very, uh, not standoffish, but just very guarded and reserved in his media interactions because he just didn't want anything to get twisted. I think that just got exacerbated by Kohli and Shastri. But 
Yeah, what's happened in the last few months and especially the last few weeks in handling these captaincy changes where all, like, every journalist was being told something different by quote-unquote BCCI sources, you know, uh, random BCCI officials, they may have been random, who knows, maybe Ganguly was talking straight to Borya Mujumdar and, and that's, that is our pipeline for information. Before we go, in case anybody does not know who Borya Mujumdar is, okay, Joseph Goebbels, Problem solved. Come on, let's be nice. Borya Majumdar is the first person in the entire world to have a PhD in cricket. Joseph Goebbels, carry on. Um, yeah, this is when Borya Majumdar was was arguing about uh, about how women's cricket has been handled in the Ganguly. He's been te- he was telling women's cricketers from the rest of the world that guys, I have a PhD in cricket. I know what I'm talking about. You guys don't. Um, oh, he also had some sort of some some very funny Twitter interaction. Um, with a fan and he basically told him that he's a PhD in cricket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so basically all, all, all of this is happening. Um, but look, there's been a lot of disappointment with the, with this uh, Ganguly regime anyway. Let's not forget Ganguly technically should not be president anymore. His term has ended. They've, they've, they've just not... They, they, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's no... by the way, so, so has Jay Shah's. Just, just, yes. just FI. Yes. Um, so there's that. There's there's all the fuck ups with women women's cricket. The currently the the, the most recent thing was the senior one day uh, domestic trophy wasn't even broadcast anywhere. Um, you know all of our women's players are going and playing great, uh, doing doing great things in 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 franchise T20 elsewhere, but we still can't set up a women's IPL. We threw them into test series in against England and Australia last year, which they did pretty well. Into how they credit, have escaped. But, how they have escaped that, those two with two draws, I'll never know. And they almost, they could exactly. have possibly pushed for a win in Australia. Had it not been exactly. for the weather. With, with, despite coming in completely undercooked. In a way, that would never happen in, in men's cricket. So, Ganguly has a lot to answer for just on that front. He's, he's just completely neglected women's cricket. Um, but also here, just like what has been going on in the last few weeks. Like, you've had random people talking to journalists. Journalists spewing off all manner of nonsense. Anyway... You know, Virat Kohli is a bit of a controversial character, not just in England, Australia. Half of the Indian population doesn't like him because he's too brash. And you know, no, no, no. To... The the latest one is he's too woke. Yeah. Oh, and now he's too woke, also, right? Correct, because he spoke about Islam, Islamophobia. Um, yeah. So we have all of these uh, all of these Indian people who who don't like him for his attitude and whatnot. So he's clearly rubbed some people the wrong way. The other point, and... the other point that I want to bring up before we go on about Kohli is that. Shastri is not there anymore. Shastri is not there. And that, this is actually another thing. It's very interesting. He's getting away with like being good, not mentioned at all in this crisis. Rahul Dravid has come in and coached and this has happened instantly after that. And it's it, that can't be a coincidence. Everyone wants to think about Rahul Dravid. I'm a huge Dravid fan. Let, let's get this clear. I'm not, I don't want to start like just, yeah, but, you know, but, taking shots at him. But everyone wants is, to get get into this idea of Rahul Dravid, the nice guy. This is all, you know, he's being, look, Ganguly's uh, doing all this bad shit and Dravid is just going to have to deal with it. I would be highly surprised if, if, a, if a coach has come in and is, at the very least, he knows this is going to happen and he's okay with it. If not, the fact that he's, you know, quietly, but, you know, forcefully advocated for this to happen. So, Okay. Let me add my to now. We know for a fact that Rahul Dravid is one of those people that always talks with a straight back, you know, like his batting. Um, so he doesn't talk actually. That is the well, thing. whatever he, he does. Let his, let's his back do the talking, or in, in this yeah. case, he lets Ganguly do the talking. Um, 
I don't know which one is true. But look, I don't think Dravid's the kind of guy that's going to come out and not front up to the media. So I don't see that as being it. Even if he knew about the captaincy change, I don't think this would be his way of doing it. Um, so this, for me, this completely, it, it's a, it's a sideshow. Honestly, it is just distracting from everything that's going on. It's taking heat off the BCCI who have absolutely torched the international schedule this year. It is an absolute shambles. We said, we've spoken about this a lot before, but you cannot be playing 31 random T20 internationals. 31. And only four test matches. Like, I think I saw a stat where like we've played over the last two or three years, we've played uh, twice as much total international cricket as any other side. Like that includes the other big three teams. Yeah, because Australia haven't played cricket since blood, since they lost to us in bloody January. Yeah, exactly. They Other than the World T20 and losing 3-2 in Bangladesh. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Nathan Lyon basically went an entire year before picking up his 400th <laughs> wicket. Why? Because he didn't play. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can get into Aussie bashing later. Later. <laughs> no, but the, po- the point... But the point is, is yeah, yeah, PCC has like just burnt these... And look, it's showing in other ways. Look at the fact that Rohit Sharma's uh, you know, gotten injured, missed a test match, uh, is missing the test series in South Africa, might miss the ODI series. Um, Jadeja is now injured. Uh, you know, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, who's one of our most promising pace bowlers for a while, has broken down completely. Hardik Pandya, who's one of our most promising cricketers in general for a while, has again, you know, has had his own injury issues, completely broken up because we play too much cricket. And it's hard to manage your fitness at that point. It's, it's a, crazy. It's Honestly, it's good on Kohli to not get injured because he manages workload. But uh, also those injuries. Okay, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, I blame a lot of that is down to the fact that he did not want to miss the IPL. I think he was given the opportunity to not play the IPL. It would have been a different story. The thing is, a lot of them all want to keep playing the IPL. And with yeah, fair reason, to all, biggest... cricket, with, 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 to all the cricketers, I say, look, you guys want to play the IPL, go ahead. We're not begrudging you that. At all, whatsoever. But it contributes to injuries like this. It does. And anyone who wants to argue with me on that, come my way. But it would be be easier for the IPL to not contribute to injuries if we played less international cricket also. And that's not a, oh, let's let's prioritize IPL over international cricket. We just play way too much international cricket anyway. No, I agree. I'm not denying it. There's just way too much cricket to begin with. I mean, we had, what, three, four days between the end of the world T20 and us playing New Zealand in another yeah, random exactly. T20. So, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, but it's all kind of, I think, do you know what? It's reached this point now where everything just sort of has come to a head. And um, if they hadn't sacked Kohli from the ODI captaincy, I don't think the gloves would have come off. But now, the gloves are off. Now, he can say what he wants in the test as test captain. But I also think he's, it's a lot of pressure because now if he doesn't... It, listen, winning in South Africa isn't easy, but now if he does, if India don't win in South Africa and Kohli, let's not forget, has had a lean patch of his own in Test cricket, if he doesn't perform, I think he's putting himself under the firing line a lot more. I don't know whether Ganguly and, and the selectors are uh, bold enough to just drop him completely, but I feel like his captain, he's put his test captaincy on the line with his... And the thing is, it's not actually... What he said in his press conference yesterday, it was not actually controversial. All he did was put an end to the speculation. The problem is, it shouldn't have been his job to put an end to the speculation. There should have been clearer communication from the selectors. You know, Chetan Sharma should have done this. Ganguly should have done this. 
Ganguly may have been talking shit. Ganguly may have been telling the truth. I don't know. There may be a just a communication gap somewhere. But there may be something else the, going on. We don't know. Yeah. But the point is, the way it's come off, it, it it reeks of two or three things. One, the BCCI towing an Indian government line on Islamophobia. A yeah. biggest thing that we are going to talk about, but nobody else will. A. B. We've known about this chronic problem with communication that they had. Remember the whole uh, Mr. 3D incident before the 2019 World Cup? I mean, that was just hilarious. Um, but again, it came down to that same point. No yeah. communication. No yeah. communication. Um, you're looking at things like, again, the women's IPL, uh, a lot of the injury issues. The whole Saha thing versus Rishabh Pant. That's also a line of communication thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's also a slight, that, that, I don't know, that, that's just the fact that, you know, Saha had struggled in test cricket as a batter. And, and no, 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 not that, when he got injured, when he broke his finger, I think. Oh, yeah, and, and we never knew what, what Saha yeah, No one knew, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that is our 20 minutes. Um, but, yeah. you know, so just to say, there's, a, there's, oh, a, there's a quota to add to this, a minor history lesson, which makes this all the more, you know, shitty. Is that Saurav Ganguly went through this entire thing, entire thing himself when he was captain? Um, when when Greg Chappell came in as coach, there was a huge diff. Uh, you know, he. I think a lot of the way a lot of other players have reacted to Chappell since makes me be a little more sympath- sympathetic to Ganguly. Basically, every other every Indian cricketer of that era has insulted Chappell, uh, or I mean, not insulted, but attacked the way Chappell was going. But the point is, Chappell kind of. Had a conversation with Ganguly about his test form and captaincy. Ganguly didn't like it. It all leaked in a really bad way to the media. It was all handled very poorly. And then it's come full circle where Ganguly is the one in the position of higher power this time around. And he's doing the same thing. Uh, the circle of life, isn't it? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's basically the issue. I mean, really all everybody wants is more communication from the BCCI. Um, more more actual official communication and not yeah. whisper, whispering things to Borya Majumdar and, and whoever else your friends in the media are. Borya Gobels. <laughs> I, I think calling him an I think calling him calling him an Nazi is a little much. But I mean, after all, he is only a cricket journalist, so maybe that's a bit much, you're right? <laughs> but uh, he's a particularly annoying cricket journalist. Yeah, because no one listens to him. Anyway, uh, he, he's like the, he's like, I can't believe I want to say this, but he's like the Akash Chopra of the journalism world. <laughs> um, also, also before we end uh, this segment, I just want to add one thing. Can we please, can someone please start a petition like we got rid of Sanju Manju? Can we please, for the love of God, get rid of Mudli Karthik? Oh my God, Indian cricket... So, let me put it this way. Karthik has been so bad that Indian cricket Twitter has been clamoring for the return of Sanjay Manju. Like, it's that, that's how bad Karthik has been. Oh my God. Anyway, that's a thing for a... For a that's an argument for a different time when we have actually more time. <laughs> um, on that very happy note, it is time to move on to our favorite segment of the evening. Please just... Do the honors of what is it? it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Do you know what it is? It is the new balls cricket awards. 
we have a proper one. Our first one in a, in a long time. First for, proper award. I'm this, so happy to give this one away. So, so, so to, just to explain this, this award is meant to be for people who take wickets off no balls. Just so that ha- doesn't happen enough so that we just found other stupid shitty things to give the award for. But we have one now. Benjamin Stokes. <laughs> um, the return of Ben Stokes, of course, he cleaned David Warner up with a no ball and then, of course, they found out that the, that this is Australian cricket for you. The, bo- the, the no ball technology had broken down. So the umpire couldn't just do, you know, he has to listen to the guy and then do that now. But, um, so, so they, they, basically they could only review it when it, when a wicket happened and there was a TV review, that's how they knew it was a no ball. Yeah, basically. So what ended up happening was he bowled 17 no balls of which only one was called the one that he bowled David Warner on. So on yeah. that. And literally every ball leading up to the, in that over leading up to that wicket was a no was ball. A no ball. Wasn't called. <laughs> so anyway, um, for this week's No Balls Cricket Award, Ben Stokes, you are a first new first time winner. <laughs> also, one more award to give away. Um, PSL auctions were last week. PSL auctions had three separate categories. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Um, um, some Pakistani cricketer who for the short brief period before we introduce him shall remain nameless. Um, decided that, realized that he has gone from I think whatever was above gold to gold and then to silver. Diamond. Oh, sorry, diamond to gold. No, no, is, di- yeah, he was diamond and then yeah, he went to gold and then to silver. Then he went to silver. Okay. Then when he realizes he's getting picked in the silver category, he's like, no, fuck you guys now. My ego's hurt. I don't want this bullshit. I'm so yes, hurt. I don't, it, to, I don't want humiliation. to... humiliation. I don't want to play PSL. Now, it would be fine if this was any Pakistani cricketer of worth who had not retired and who did not have a shit reputation for A, either fixing or just being a shit keeper. You, you guys see where we're going with this now? If you guys haven't already got the hint, who is it? Oh, no, you, you've done too much of a good build-up. No, no, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have this one. I, I, <laughs> I'm let you, I don't normally let you have this one. I'm going to let you have this one. Who is it? Who is it? Now, remember, uh, there are three brothers. Right? All three of them hilarious. All three, All three of them hilarious. But this is but this is the OG. Yeah, the OG. The OG. Again, the, now the OG. I've given you all the, the OG clues. Akmal now. Brother of, the OG Akmal brother of, of Pakistan cricket. I've Mr. given you Kamal all the clues. Now you know it's an Akmal brother also. <laughs> I've said the name also now. Kamran Akmal deserves Kamran award. Akmal, you get this award. For, for the best hissy fit in cricket that we've seen in a long time. <laughs> Better than Shakib Al Hassan. <laughs> oh yeah. High praise. Better than Shakib. Better, better than, than Shakib. Uh, for a hissy fit, better than Shakib. You and our... I, I always forget, by the way, that current Pakistan all-format captain, Babar Azam, is a cousin of the Akman brothers. Yeah, and yet he does not keep wickets. Thank God. He's no, not I, a keeper and no, he's, do you know, but and do he's you know, not a drama queen. No, but do you know why he Two doesn't keep... Do, do you know why he doesn't keep wickets before, before we end the show? Do you know why he doesn't keep wickets? Do you really want to know why he doesn't keep wickets? Go on. He's, he's only a cousin, not an actual brother. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, on that very happy, hilarious um, note, um, thank you all for watching. This has been the No Balls Cricket Podcast. Um, not to be confused with No Balls Cricket, No Balls The Cricket Podcast, which is run by women. 
Um, not can don't confuse us with Alex Hartley and Kate Cross. We are not as good looking. Still has not uh, added me on Bumble, but I think the time has passed. Uh, I, I think that's that's I think that's gone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gone. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like, share, subscribe. Don't get Omicron variant. Don't do Florentino Perez's drugs. Say cheese, cheese. Um, yeah, I had a Pringle packet like next to it. Um, anyway, say cheese and. Um, Please click on the bell icon that's sort of floating around. Remain notified of all our new videos and all our content. And in case you are listening on audio, my buddy will be with yes, If you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast, or Pocket Addict, please remember to follow and what subscribe. Is Pocket Addict is Podcast Addict. I said Podcast Addict. You said I? Pocket Addict. I said pocket cast and podcast. podcast no, you, you said pocket cast and pocket addict. All right, listen, you know what? You have one thing to say. You have to say YouTube. <laughs> I have many different things. I'm allowed to make them. One minute, I have to keep track of all the bullshit that comes up with the YouTube thing, man. <laughs> bullshit that you add. So that's like. Yeah, I know. And the list gets longer every day. God damn it. <laughs> right, let's try this again. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. If you're listening to us on any of these platforms, please follow and subscribe. We are still not on Google. There are I don't some... know when we're going to be back on Google. I don't know when we're going to be back on Google. We, <laughs> there's technical difficulties that we haven't figured out. Anyway, having said all of that, um, have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. Yes. Um, this is. We will be back with an ashes with an ashes preview halfway through the series. We'll, we'll call it a pre-review. Our ashes pre-review. Um, also, be I will be. Soon. In, I, I will be enjoying some sunshine while that is happening. So, on that very happy note, it is time to end. Thank you all for watching and listening, and have a good one. Yes. Come on, Aussie, come on, come on, come on, Aussie, come on.